You woke up this morning, got yourself a gun. Your mama always said you'd be the chosen one. She said, you're one in a million, you gotta burn to shine. But you were born under a bad sign with a blue moon in your eyes. When you woke up this morning, all that love had gone. Your papa never told you about <clears throat> right and wrong, but you're you're looking good, baby. I believe you're feeling fine. Born under a bad sign with a blue moon in your eyes. So sing it now. Woke up this morning. Well, oh, I know this song. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know the lyrics. <laughs> For me, I, I always love the song, but never remember the words. The words, man. Yeah. Phil, welcome to the current construction morning, morning. life. Thanks so much for being on the show again, man. We haven't seen you in a little bit. Thanks for having me on again. Right next to you, we got Jason back here from the Keystone Contractor. Uh, let me give out the deeds first. Heavy Duty Homes, man. We've got a lot to talk about on the show today. So website Later. is www.heavydutyhomes.com, heavy at heavydutyhomes.com, and on uh, Instagram is heavydutyhomesinc. So uh, first up, I just want to let everybody know I'm wearing Ty Nichols' uh, shirt, his tee. That's 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 gonna be my thing, man. I got yours for a future show coming up on today as nice. well too. I brought so. you a special one too. Oh, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Your hoodie's <laughs> nice, man. And now we're in hoodie weather. Yes, yes. As we are, right? So uh, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, where do you want to begin here, man? Um, how's how's the year been for you? I know we we've been chatting briefly. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, at the start of the year, there was a question mark. Yeah. About yeah. the market here in Toronto, and then about halfway through the year you started announcing new ideas that you were coming up with. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. where do you want to begin, man? I'd say that's a good, that's a good topic. This year has been, I guess, very unpredictable for everybody. Um, especially cause last year, everybody kind of rose, rose, rose so fast. There had to be a fall and, uh, people kind of anticipated it coming, but those who didn't are in, are in deep shit right now. Yeah. Are you seeing it? You're talking to other guys. Oh yeah. yeah. Really? Uh? We have a lot of guys that are getting stiffed, uh, on their final, final payments by customers that can't afford to close. Seriously, uh, jobs yeah. are not getting finished and uh it's actually helped us um i mean it's kind of sad that other guys are going through this but hearing these stories it kind of helped us rework our paperwork a little bit to be a little more upfront on the on the top end so at least we don't get pinched in a job or end up at a loss when a customer runs out of money it's funny that you bring that up because ty is the one that actually gave me that idea which i think i've shared with you and i shared a few other people i also shared it on the show where mm -hmm. he gets all the post-dated checks up front for the entire job based right. on the milestones right and then he also just factors in uh the change orders or anything like that and obviously that gets submitted and once it's approved then he gets a check for that and then he keeps on moving forward with the milestones absolutely and he doesn't get stiff for that last piece of pie coming out of the pizza right so exactly it's, and so kind of surprising that you're hearing a lot of guys are actually getting shafted huh? so many and we've we've reworked our um our whole structure now for for payment as well just because of this and it <clears throat> excuse me okay you guys taking make yourself comfortable yeah, make yeah. yourself comfortable yeah so the way we're taking deposits now is kind of like a builder structure so we give people like a terry on structured warranty on renovations as well it's not a terry on official warranty but we follow the structure so basically we take 10 percent for your sign up 40 percent on your demo day yeah. which before we start construction, you've now paid 50% of the job. Yeah, that's smart. 30% once drywall is complete. And the final 20% um, once your trim and finishing and paint starts. So there's no hold back oh, period. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's smart. So you right. don't have a final 
check. Nope. There's no final check. You're taking it at the... We're working on their money only. We're not working on our dollar or on our profit. That's smart. I like that. So the way that's been working is people question it up front. Uh, They're like, what about the holdback period? What if you don't do the job? I go, if you don't trust us, we're off to a bad start. I go, this isn't Backyard Bob's building company. You're at Heavy Duty Homes. You're with a crew of secure people here. We all got your back. And uh, I find like a lot of uh, customers too in the past have used that last payment to negotiate and get more and try to take your arm with the job. And that's not fair. No. So we do everything in our contract. We have tight, tight, tight paperwork that they can hold us accountable and we can hold them accountable. So once we show them all this legal drafted documentation, they feel a lot better about paying everything up front. It's to protect them and us. And then we give them a final PDI date as well. So their site super will do a walkthrough before they move back in check everything off, and uh, the Tarion structured warranty doesn't start until they sign off on the PDI that they feel good about the project. What are you giving them, two years? We give them one year top to bottom, two years on minor structure, and five years on major structure. Okay. I can't remember if it was five or seven. And the clients have been comfortable, like they've been good? They've, they've, they've been very receptive to okay. it, yeah. 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 And I don't want to get negative or start anything negative or any of that, but have you gotten to the point where you've been negotiating that final bit on one job or something like that or all the clients kind of they see there's a lot of respect you're you're establishing respect at the very beginning of the job yeah and you're outlining the respect on every level that's key that's key right so all of a sudden you show up like you said bob's backyard which by the way i bet you any money there is a url out there and i (laughs) bet you any money there's a bob out there and i bet you any money there's a backyard out there (laughs) so i just like you already established that respect from the very beginning regarding the actual creative design the money, the deliverables, the crew, everything. Right. So it puts the client in your court, so to speak. Exactly. But you've also it, seen like <clears throat> from the years of doing this and that final 10, 20% holdback, mm-hmm. you've also had those discussions and those back and forth. Absolutely. Which is why that's now eliminated. And, and it can take them a year to pay that because it's like, oh, another screw popped. We're not paying yet. Yeah. I don't care about the screw pops. We have a warranty period for that phase. Yeah. You don't go to Best Buy and buy a TV for a thousand bucks and give them eight hundred and say if it breaks, if it doesn't <laughs> break, I'll come back with the rest yeah. of your money. And the longer that drags out, the more um, more little things can happen. And then, well, my son hit the chair on the wall. Can you fix that too? Can you fix this too? And it's like this is not we'll a warranty do that. Issue. We'll happily it's warranty customer things. service at right. that point. Yeah. yeah, which we do everything, but we're not going to be happy to do it if you haven't paid us yet. Yeah, but we're happy to honor the full warranty period afterwards and. When you're in that period, if you <clears throat> if you uh, notify us of a warranty issue, it, you, we have 30 days to start the rectification process. Otherwise, they can hire another contractor and bill us directly. Wow. So there's a lot you're of rights fine. that you're we op- have. You're totally open. Like, why are you doing that? We're, we're so confident. Like, we had a client call They'll us. They'll stay with you. you oh, yeah. standing yeah. behind your we service. We stand behind everything. Yeah. We had a client call us a job we did two years ago. He goes, hey, my tub filler is leaking. I uh, called my, my project manager, Phil Games, at, at 10 a.m. He goes, my tub filler's leaking. Phil Games called the plumbing company uh, that did it. Plumbing company, yeah, it's a cartridge. He ordered the cartridge, got the cartridge at 2 p.m., 4 p.m. That day, the plumber was on site swapping it out. That's Same day, awesome. friggin' service, two, that's, that's two years after service. the job. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're, we try to stay on top of shit, and, and that's the reason why we can, we can back up and, and charge such a heavy pay structure. Because we're not here to fuck around, and we don't want you to be either. Why do you think, sorry, why do you think these other trades or these other contractors are getting shafted on that last bill? Is it people just do not have the money and they went in knowing that they didn't have the money, or they just overspent? Uh, they they overspent. thought 
They thought maybe they had it and they didn't have it when they started, or they had it when they started the job and didn't have it when they ended the job. Based on what? Amazing salesmanship from the person that's actually doing the work or based on their wants and desires? So wants and oversights. I kind of feel personally that people are doing too much uh, this past two years. So they're buying cars, they're taking vacations because money was coming in so or cheap. or it was overvalued when really really the the dollar was being diluted yeah so if people kind of overspent let's rental the house let's take that vacation let's buy a condo in florida and then all of a sudden interest hikes gas goes up groceries house payments everything kind of starts to tank at once you're also coming to the end of your contract with your with your builder that's the first thing that's going to start to slide if you haven't paid them in full because there's other things that are going to come first that are going to take priority so I've been told by one client as well saying, even though I don't leave myself in the negative, they've called me and told me we need to hold off on the next phase of this build because the funding is not there anymore. And so, you're, how do you respond to that? I say no problem. I okay. said what's going to happen now is you've, you've broken our, our kind of agreement because I give everybody a structured timeline. And they're in a queue. <clears throat> they're in a queue. And now you're, they're asking you to take me out of the queue. So say I have a um, structural, uh, rough structure, uh, finishings, and, and completion as, as four phases. And, and they stop me after phase one because they've anticipated not being able to pay the next phases anymore. Which is a big thank you to that. Big thank you. Yeah. I'll happily, no problem. We'll stop it at phase one. But I can't guarantee the same price on the rest of the phases, if, depending on how long you take to... To launch, as we long have to as they understand it. that and, now and you, timeline. you've gone back to the beginning now right now the timeline is out the window they're in, yeah. they're in our material breach but now that makes your admin side of the business work harder to achieve the same amount of money now exactly do you have any penalty payments for things like that or? We, don't, we don't give people penalties we try to keep everything in good faith okay. always try to leave it in a good standing we understand life happens and people miscalculate yeah <clears throat> so we don't want to penalize people financially, but we have to also protect ourselves. Yeah, of course. So that 10% payment and fi- and 40% payment uh, usually leaves us in the positive. So I will actually give people money back if they can't complete a job and we haven't gotten to a certain point. I'll yeah. give them that differential. You'll calculate what it is. That's never happened yet. Yeah, but you're at least... Okay, I love that <clears throat> you're you're anticipating so many forks in the road. Yeah. I love that you're doing that. And then when a client comes to the uh, fork, they can ask you, okay, listen, we're not ready. We don't have the money. We have to do this. And all of a sudden you have a proper professional response for that. Exactly. And then they appreciate that. There's always a system in place. You're not making enemies at that point. No, no, no. no that's, that's the whole goal. We don't want enemies. Yeah. We don't want to fight with our clients. This is, this is our whole future. Our reputations, everything. Now we're living in fucking 2022. Anybody jumps on Google and they can ruin your name. Of course. Even haters, like it, it could be just, just a snap of a finger and your business is done. Yeah, just make up, <coughs> make, so, up make up a situation that didn't yeah. occur. And you can ask any of our clients. Everybody just, we've had such a good relationship, even when they have financial struggles and stuff like that. We're very accommodating to a degree. Yeah. And uh, even if people get frustrated with, with how things have gone, They'll sit back and understand that it's fair. Our approach is yeah. fair. So That's you, the sense that I'm getting. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. So, yeah. so I guess is it fair to say that the first two years of COVID, how you started the business based on the last time you were on the show, and you were talking about how you know everybody was all this uncertainty. We're not sure what's going to happen, and all of a sudden you just said, "Forget it, balls in the game," and that's it. We're starting now. We're working. Right. Got busy. Clients, clients, clients. That rolled over to the second year of COVID. Right. And now is it fair to say that the third year of COVID has been <clears throat> the educational year? understanding what the potentials 
or the potential negatives are coming. And you, that's, that's what very you, accurate. You guys, did you guys sit down as a team, as a collective? Because I know Heavy Duty Homes is strongly about your yep. core, your group, right? Yep. So did you guys all sit down and go, listen, what problems do we anticipate here? And how are we going to solve these problems before they even become problems? Yep, yep. I even hired a company to help out with uh, really uh, consulting and managing and kind of growth and all that kind of stuff just to make sure that we stay on track in all avenues. Uh, but we do our meetings every morning, like supervisors all sit down, and then once a week we do a full team meeting with uh, administrators and everything. So we're constantly talking. We're talking every day before anything starts. Wow. <clears throat> but uh, we got we to gotta constantly innovate and uh, be on top. So what's the rest of, what's next year looking like for you guys in the Toronto area? Because I know we'll get into w- yeah. what's going on, but what's, what are you guys anticipating for next year? So I'm looking into um, <clears throat> purchasing and selling renovated homes as a product by Heavy Duty Homes. So spec homes. Spec homes in a block. So anything that's for sale within a five kilometer radius, we'll buy them all up, do a full top to bottom rental, certify the project and sell a heavy duty home nice. without based, doing a teardown. Based on like certain number of like trim packages design packages things we're, like we're, that. our standard trim package is is pretty up there yeah um they're all very nice so when we do these jobs we do them in an area where we know that you'll see a proper roi so right now we're doing uh, feasibility studies on certain areas with uh, realtors and and lenders to see what people can get if we buy a block and sell a block what the hell should be worth after what we put into it gotcha so that's kind of the hope for here because working for clients Although it's the bread and butter, it's not really the end game for us. Uh, we need to be selling homes. And right now the building market is, is so terrible because materials are so expensive. A lot of our clients for custom builds have halted as well. And they've moved to a rental. Yeah. So they downsized the project. Downsizing the project. But they did that strictly based on a financial? Yeah. Yeah. Really, huh? We're, we were doing uh, builds. I, I guess our high-end builds were coming out close to about 390 to 420 bucks a square foot. And now it's like 550, 600. Yeah, I was going to say. That's not, I'm not, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. reasonable at that point. And now, now all the labor is catching up with the material hikes as well. Cause people got to feed their families and get to work. So if you have 57 trades on a job that have all increased their price by 10%, that's a big, big shot at the end of the project for the client. And how are you swallowing that pill to be presented to the client at that point? Cause you have to, right? We're upfront about it. So when I do my initial consultations, I ask them what their expectations versus reality, uh, expectations and reality is. I said, you guys, uh, are you aware what's happened in our industry over the past two years? Are you aware of the price hikes? Are you aware of labor hikes? What percentage do you think is actually conscious of all? 50%. Just half. Yeah. What's the other half of Joker's doing? The other half is, yeah, it's kind of come down by now though. Yeah, they all think. They just assume. Have you seen the price of things? <laughs> no, it hasn't it's come, down. come down. Yeah. It People are come. hungrier than ever right now. People are still surprised yeah. when they come to me from a quote from a year or two ago. Right. And they're saying like, oh, <clears throat> it's how much more? Like 2 or 3%? Yeah. I'm like, no, 30 minimum. Yeah, I had somebody give me an estimate in 2019 for this. Now I'm ready to go. What can you do? Yeah, I go that that number for four fifty is more like eight hundred. Yeah, that, that might as well be nineteen ninety at that point, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I just, that doesn't make any sense. Exactly. So with okay, so now you guys are doing a cost comparison all over the city. How diverse is Toronto now? Are we like we know real estate? Toronto is one of the top high end in the entire world, right? We we're still trying to figure out why Toronto and Canada in general is very expensive, but the GTA, the the core area here. 
are there really huge peaks and valleys regarding costs of what the, the, the building structure is here? It's like, is Vaughn very expensive? Is Mississauga very expensive? Oakville, like all these areas are. They're all pretty equal. They're, they're pretty. So it's yeah. a balance. It's a, it's a nice flat line around our whole course. So you can yeah. almost go to any market, any neighborhood. The only difference with Toronto is when people want to uh, buy a teardown or do a custom home, they're That's paying the big diff. bigger taxes, bigger land transfer. I, I think it's double land transfer tax there. Yeah. They're paying. Yeah. So it's. I mean, it's a little tougher in Toronto because being in the city just costs more. But other than that, I haven't had any any kind of different uh, prices. Where have where you gone? Going. Into, you haven't you haven't built in the core. Like, I mean, one of no. the things I liked about what you were saying is that you had a circle. Right. You figured out exactly where your business should be. Right. And you yeah. focused on that instead of spreading yourself all over the city. Exactly. Which is what the norm is for most contractors. Right. Yeah. yeah. We try to keep it uh, within a, a, a certain radius so that I mean, manage, management is. Uh, sustainable because when jobs are too far i get calls all the time for the other end of the city and all that but if i don't have any management out there and the bulk of my homes are on the other end of Vaughn, then it's going to be very hard the job's going to start to drag things are going to start getting missed so i'll explain this to the client i said so things don't get missed it's going to take me 1.5 years to do that build not 10 to 12 months i go on that simply because i can't get management out there every day so you you're factoring in or you're how, how do i express this you're actually moneyballing this right that's what you're doing. You're breaking down all the factors attached to this build to the point where how long will it take my site guy to get his coffee, to get to the job site, to get the ball rolling? You're doing all that right. kind of, without just doing that, I mean specifically. And then how many other homes are going to suffer? Exactly. He's yeah. spending four hours a day out when there. When he can't go visit or site super or do all this other stuff. Right. You know, like one, one, production. Day, one day out here. Because he's got to get to the one odd yeah. one. Exactly. Or it could take three days up. to get out there because he's so busy. Yeah, right. that makes sense. Meanwhile, he's got three homes to PDI here, but this house has all of its rough-in meetings that week, and he can't he can't manage the sites anymore. Yeah. So what I'll have to explain to the client is if that happens, I'm going to postpone your rough-ins because these ones take priority right now. I go, and that's kind of the case. So, but that's how you're looking at it, right? If you want to spend an extra hundred grand, they'll hire another super. I'll put them on your house for and the. I have yet to meet anybody who I mean? will do that, right? right. They don't right. see the value in doing that. No, you so. never know. That may be coming. I always try to build a community with local contractors and stuff and guys that are in other cities so I can defer work to people that are more local to where, where we get the calls but from. But you're factoring your suppliers too, right? right? You're factoring in where everything's going and how it's starting and also deliveries. Right. You're factoring all that stuff, man. But it's Absolutely. almost like it's almost like a military operation, right? It has like to be. If you just storm forward too far ahead and your supply lines are too far behind. Exactly, yeah. You're screwed. It's a good way to put it. You know, yeah. so that's um, that's smart. So, so it's very you, sorry. Go ahead. When you guys are doing your builds, like if you're building in an area, are you looking just to to purchase homes that are already there, or are you looking to do new builds? No, purchase purchase homes that are for sale, and even door knock and see who's willing to leave for a, a bit oh, of a healthier okay. price. So you're looking in like when I say sorry, when you I I assumed you meant like houses that like two three in a row. You're talking just in a certain community. Yeah. So say we'll walk into Etobicoke, find about four, five, six blocks. Like within like a f two or three kilometer exactly. radius. Exactly. Gotcha. Maybe gotcha. there's gotcha. five, six homes for sale in that neighborhood. Maybe we'll buy the lot and then door knock on other ones, door knock on all of them and say, if you're willing to sell your home, maybe we'll pay a little bit over value for it so we can gather those homes all together. So Phil, you realize there's 24 hours in a day and seven days in a week and 12 <laughs> months in a year and only, you know, so many years we have. Yeah. How the hell are you doing this, man? Um, it's, it's, it's very respectful. Honestly, hats out to you. Seriously, I, I'm very respectful. How are you doing this? It, it all comes down to project management. Your team. Yeah. Everybody in-house. So 
we can we can bring in anybody we need. There's tradespeople everywhere, and everybody's going to work for the right price. Yeah, so they'll work for the right crew too. The right crew. Yeah, they yeah. they turn down jobs and say no, heavy duty's priority because they know the job's going to be organized, it's going to be clean, it's going to be on time, and they're going to get fair rate. Yeah, but if I'm so. if I'm if I'm say if I'm doing stuff for you, yeah, and you're paying what I'm asking for, and you're not complaining, right? Here's what we I'm want. making you happy. I'm yeah. going to stay here. I'm, I'm happy. Like, hey, yeah, well, I'll drive down to Toronto for that. No problem. This is Done. this is the key for a, a, a project like this. Now, if you buy ten homes, now it's a, just a matter of systematically starting them. So you you figure every pro every project in that house is going to take two weeks. Call it two weeks demo, two weeks uh, framing, two weeks rough in for plumbing, two weeks lecture, and you just move those houses. Two weeks domino. at a time. Your domino, that's it. Just like a kind of builder would do, yeah. except in an existing area. That's all it is. It's just management. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I like that. So, so now without one house will be ready every two but weeks. Versus guys like, you know, if I have another <clears throat> client who's fighting me on everything, delays, right. thinking about the price, I'm like, ugh. Right. I'll do everything possible. But I'm sure that, that uh, Phil, you and a heavy duty team, you guys are looking at, and if a client shows, so the client shows up like that, or something starts to kind of hint at something like that, or they actually say, okay, listen, we're going to have to put up the brakes on this, or on this next draw or like that. You guys are already, you're ready to shift. Mm -hmm. You're ready to shift for that. Ready all, all the times. Yep. Wow. But that's yeah. good. You're putting a lot of focus on, like, it's a chess move. You're always yeah. like five, six moves Absolutely. ahead. You're never, you're not on the moment. You're looking what's coming up. You're anticipating. Yep. And then you're hoping for the best, but planning for the worst in a sense. Yeah. Which I, is I often have tradespeople ask me, why, why do you guys have so much admin staff? Like, they get so many emails from different because people. More than half a building is the admin. Right. They yeah. don't realize that. Like, how can you be the guy on the tools, selling the job, can't. paying for ordering everything? You can't. You, so, you can so do one project like so that. So Heavy Duty is you and who else? So uh, beneath me will be my um, pr uh, main project manager, and now he's getting promoted to general manager and chief operations is Phil Games. And then uh, we have um, our head uh, supervisor, which will be Giancarlo. Then we got our office admin, Mary. We have our in-house accounting um social media management. We have all of our media development team with Heavy Duty Media. And then we have our general laborers and site really runners. Good represented on social media. So, That's good. Yeah. Are you getting a lot of clients from that social media avenue? Yeah. So yeah. people are finding you, noticing you, getting you out there, and then they're contacting e even you. Even if they don't find us on that and it goes through a word of mouth, um, they always go there first to look at the project. But they'll go that. there before the website? Nine times out of 10, they'll call me and say, I, I checked you guys out on Instagram. I got your number from so-and-so. Everything looks really good. I want to get a quote. But the word of mouth and the <clears throat> social, like it's meshing yeah. perfect. It's not like you've got this great look, you've got these things, and then when they meet you, it's just like, that's a big hot mess right there. We don't need that. Right. It's, it's, it's all meshing and jiving. Everything's meshed. The yeah. socials linked to the website. They both look alike. Everything yeah. is consistent. Everything's uniform. Yeah. And uh, you can search it on anything and, and find, find that the platforms all match. The website, the insights on the websites don't do as much because that's kind of for the older generations now, guys that aren't really yeah. on social media. But, but you still track the data, <coughs> so you could still see where track people everything. are. Yeah. yeah, it's necessary. Even if there's five people going there a month to view it, it's necessary. If you get one job a year from a website, if you get one job in two years, it pays for that website yeah. admin for 10 years. So I'm, I'm a prospecting heavy-duty home client coming at you, and I'm looking at all this, and I'm like going, geez, man, you guys must be expensive. Right. A lot of people think that right they off th the They assume it, right? Yep. They yep. just get that. But you're you, not expensive. You're, I, I say you're mid to, to 
mid to mid high. Yeah, is well, where you're at. It's fair. So yeah. it really depends on the type you're of job you want to do. Plus the work that you're delivering yeah. too. Right. It's still custom. Right. Like, do you right. vet your clients? We vet everybody. Yeah. yeah. So I, I have a process. I don't even do consultations now. I do things called a discovery call. Uh, so so even <clears> before you physically meet them. Yeah, they'll call admin or however they come to us, uh, Instagram, whatever. Uh, we send off, we send them off to our, our administrator. Administrator will book a discovery call with me personally. I'll vet them on the call to see uh, all the aspects of the home, what their reality is in terms of budget, and I'll try to have a good conversation with them, nice and stable, to kind of make sure that we're a good fit for each other. If that's the case and, and everything works out, we charge $500 up front uh, that they have to pay out before we do a site visit. When we do the site visit, we show up with uh, me, my assistant, and my, our designer. We do a full walkthrough consultation, measurements, and a floor plan for them. One week after that meeting, they come to our office for a full presentation to see on the big screen the floor plans, detailed, everything, pricing, design works. All the costs. Everything. And what the house is going to look like because we, we add all the plumbing features in there. Oh, so you're already modeling it. We've done it. Wow. Yeah. For five hundred dollars, five hundred bucks. That's a good deal. So yeah. you're you're a hand, you're not all a, in. Not a three D rendering, just no, no, a two D no, no. floor plan. Yeah, and still, then pictures. Exactly. With the of, Samples, reference. But with the amount of people and work yeah. that that's involved, that's you know what I mean. That's fair, man. That's awesome. But you've already vetted <clears throat> them on the phone, so you've already got an idea. These clients are potentially our clients. That's right. So we know moving forward, if we present the heavy duty m mission, right, they're ours. Absolutely. But at the same time, these people have come to you and they found you and they've seen what you're about so they're already in that mindset of and from my first chat on the phone if i tell them you got a budget six to seven hundred grand for that project before you waste your five hundred dollars for me coming out is that a sustainable budget for you well, we were hoping to get it done for five no problem once you leave out the top floor maybe we can so focus on the main floor exterior windows and doors whatever for now what do you do with people that are more tight-lipped when it comes to giving their budgets because a lot of people don't like to give a budget. We, we don't even play that game. Yeah. You got smart. to know yeah. when to fold them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I see, guys, I, I can't work without a budget. I'm sorry. Yeah. We're not here to rob you. We're not here to max out your number. A realistic budget, too. Yeah. Right? But I also know a lot of people, like you say, like, like it's nice when people have, here's my wish list, here's the much money we have, and then you'll tell them whether that budget matches right. that wish list and see they're they're more inclined to give you the budget after you've given them a range yeah they don't want to give you a budget when you're just kind of talking but if you say that this project you should budget five to six hundred k for then they're going to spit their budget out well we were hoping to do it for under four yeah and they won't give it to you them, first they'll give it to you after you what they numbers. can get yeah. for four yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it's usually 50 percent of what the actual number is Really? Yeah. They're they're off by that it's, much? It's always half. I don't know what how. Is, are they, did like, they go to the optometrist and put on the house filter, <laughs> the Pinterest filter yeah. on the optical? Is that what they did? Something. And then you got to explain why and da-da-da. It yeah. is what it is. Even before the pandemic, it's always been half. So you haven't gotten tired of educating all these clients? You haven't gotten, listen, listen, I'm, idiot. I'm tired of talking. Yeah? I really am. But you got to do it, man. I love this business. It's I love part the industry. Of it. And... uh like I hate giving out free quotes on a lot of stuff, but yeah. if a job's small, I mean, small it's our stuff, job, man. It's you just, know, it is it, as much as I hate to say the it's it's part of the business model. But on when I'm looking, like I'm just myself and one or two guys. Like there's only like two or three of us, right? But when we're doing a bigger project, I got to tell people you're gonna have to. I need something up front yeah. if you want me to give you a, a good estimated, like your 500. Yeah. If I'm doing a proper estimated budget for some people, it's anywhere from 15 to 25. Yeah. 
Because yep. if I can give you a quick number, yep. looking at your bathroom, okay, 30 grand. Oh, yeah. Well, give us a detailed estimate. Not for free. Yeah. It's true, man. Because then you'll take my numbers and shop it. And yeah. then you come back and say, we're going to go with somebody else. We don't let anybody leave with estimates anyway. Nobody leaves with paperwork or numbers. Oh. Ever. Presentations on the screen. Can we get a copy of this? When you're ready to sign up, you'll get a full copy of everything. I like that. Every That's time you, you want to talk to me. Because you know why they want that copy. They, they want to shop, right? And yeah. then they got a nice, beautiful, written out booklet, 30 pages of my 12 Just hours of typing. Erase heavy-duty homes and yeah. put Bob's Backyard Builder, exactly. right? That, that's all it is. That's, that's what it smart. is. I like How that. much can you do this for? <clears throat> yeah. So. Uh, we okay. don't give it. I got to ask you guys a few questions. Phil's here. This, is, this has been amazing. I got a million questions for you, man. Heavydutyhomes.com, heavy at heavydutyhomes.com, and on IG, it's Heavy Duty Homes Inc. Guys, is it possible to build a building in 28 hours and 45 minutes? Depending on the Did building. that ever happen in history of time? I'm sure it did. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, I would China say, yeah. built a building in 28 hours and 45 minutes. They achieved it. Uh, the Broad Group used the technology of prefabricated construction systems where self-contained modular units built in advance are assembled together on the structure, and they built an entire building in 28 hours and 45 minutes. I know. I saw some footage of them taking down a freeway and putting it back up. Yeah, it's incredible. It's impressible. <laughs> it's very impressive. It's like um, 150 excavators. What wow. city is the most expensive city currently to build in right now I would north say america north america north america canada or the u.s u.s I, two I names i would say um i would say chicago two names two names, two names? Not new york san, not st louis san francisco san, san francisco it's reclaimed that title as the most expensive place to build on earth a report from a consulting firm turner and townsend found the city previously held this top spot in 2019 but it recently just got that top spot again what is the most expensive part of any building structure it's actually a kind of a trick question but the most expensive part hvac nope I would say foundations. Thank you. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The foundation. Point of foundation is expensive. Often it is one of the most expensive parts of a building. A home usually over most of the items on that list. A larger, home, a larger home's foundation will be more expensive to pour. The type of foundation and the climate you're building in also matters, which also will factor in the cost of that. Thought I'd share that, gentlemen. Yeah, I guess where it's colder <laughs> and you got a frost line, you got to use a lot more underground. Oh, and now recently learning about what they're doing in uh, in Florida as well. The foundations are crazy because of what all the hurricanes, and hurricane that? and all that. Yeah. Why is that we learn lessons after hurricanes? Why don't we learn lessons before hurricanes? What kills me is hurricanes and floodplains and this and that. It's like you guys need to stop building oh, yeah. where disasters happen. Well, I mean, yeah, Hurricane Alley or Tornado Alley. <laughs> Should we live here? here Absolutely. In, here in Canada, <laughs> I mean, the East Coast, all the homes that are just, all the erosion from the earth, right? Yeah. Like going right into the ocean. I mean, that's pretty heart-wrenching because you're dealing with Cape yeah. Cod-style homes. These like, are just wood-framed homes. You build a house on sticks over Yeah, it's cliff, beautiful. Like, you walk you outside. when it gets blown yeah. over. Yeah. Like, hello. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, Phil, let's let's shift gears here now because this is very impressive. How did the whole Miami and L.A. heavy-duty homes start? Where did that all come from? Uh, I kind of always wanted to delve into the U.S. Um, just different market, no? different market. I I came when I was young. I worked in a vehicle market. We used to build custom cars and bulletproof trucks. And ninety percent of our clients for the company I worked for were from the U.S. Everybody was was buying bigger, better shit yeah. from from the U.S. 
So when I got into the home market, I saw the same thing. A lot of people that were ordering from some of our suppliers, big orders and stuff that, that I've never seen, like uh, plaster molds and everything, they were all getting shipped back to the U.S. <clears throat> so I've always been curious as to why, why they spend more and why they do it bigger. And then as I got a little bit older, I started spending more time in uh, New York and Jersey and Florida and all that stuff and uh, California. And you start to see it firsthand, the, the amount of money people spend <laughs> at the blink of an eye. Yeah, It's massive. It's massive. Yeah. So you start to see a, a better avenue for success. Now, the formula is still the same. The customers are more picky, but they have the budget to back up their pickiness. So, so when you say they're picky, <clears throat> in what way? What respect? They want what they want. The U.S., uh, where, where there's success there, there's a, a lot more, um, for lack of a better word, I, I mean... This is what I've always envisioned. This is what my wife, my yeah, husband, this, it has to be this. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be this. So like, they're very, very, okay. Right. All right. If, if somebody has a, a green Lamborghini and they want to build all their furniture in their house to match the leather of that green Lambo, you better be able to source the, the Lamborghini to send you those rolls of leather to make it. Yeah. And whoever can't do it is out. But if you are, if you can figure it out, you're going to yeah. get a nice payday. Wow. It reminds me of the, <coughs> that uh, led, there's that show on TV, the legendary log crafters. They were building these log homes. They're based in BC. Mm -hmm. They go worldwide building these homes. And the, some of the places are like residences, and they're crazy. But people come in with this vision of these Scandinavian log homes, and they just have this flavor, this mm. however they came up with their design pattern. It's their, and they don't it. care what they want. They, and they'll go shopping through like the plethora just but are we not the same as builders? We're in this industry and oh, we're yeah. very particular because we've seen every possible option. Out we know there. what products we want to use yeah. and what we want to work with. And yeah. if so you, they have every right to be that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know exactly what they want. And then sometimes when they start to see it being built, they change their mind, which happens. It, it's frustrating no matter what, but they're more than willing to pay for what they want. Say, if they have the budget for the overage and they're willing to pay yeah. for the change. You got to have patience in it and not say, fuck, I got to take this all apart again. No, no, no. It's part of the job over there. I've seen designers, they'll <coughs> go in and they've repainted walls yeah. 10, 15 different ways. Yeah, I've seen that. Whole walls and people come in going, it's the wrong green. You, you and then it goes from green to orange to red. Oh. Different kind of clients, <laughs> yeah. like Miami and LA, similar kind of clients? Very similar. They're very yep. similar, right? Yep. Just because of the, I guess the, just. I don't want to call it entitlement, but I guess. They, there's money there. There's money the, there. They yeah. the in both those ends. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even meet half the clients there. I work for. For coordinators, project coordinators. Yeah. Wow, you're there. Do you? You're there. Do we show. We part? showed the client. Like I have a, I have a brochure of heavy duty homes U.S. that we send out for Miami and Los Angeles to send to the coordinators, to realtors, to developers. Because half the people buying and and building and renovating these spots aren't even from there. They're from like Dubai or something. So these are just vacation or rental properties. They, they have one person they trust in in L.A. And they'll pay that person to find a good contractor. That person will meet a realtor who says, I work with heavy-duty homes. And then that person will take our pamphlet, show it to their contractor, and the, or to the customer. And a customer in the other country is like, do you trust them? Yeah. Okay, hire them. It's like so, a chain of command. And then they I don't go even meet the, them. They yeah. go through the same process that you would here in Toronto. Except it's me dealing with the, the project coordinator. Okay. <clears throat> Yeah, they're they're my client. So, what is the, the crew down there? The actual construction crew. How are they there? Because I hear that's that's a big uphill battle too. In in Florida, it's bad. In uh, is it bad? Los Angeles, when you say bad, what Yahoo's is just all cowboys. Oh, yeah. You got to really be on top of everybody. But again, you've also the guys that'll 
We had a fucking tile setter. <laughs> Show up. Okay. <laughs> Whenever a story starts with, we had a fucking tile setter, yeah, know you know it's going to be good. <laughs> he showed up on Monday, okay? Unpacked all of his stuff. Um, started, laid five tiles at the front door. Shit, I forgot. And he told our designers, I forgot a, a bag of something, a material, mortar, whatever the hell he was missing from his truck. I'm going to run and get it. This guy came back two weeks later. <laughs> All his tools were there. Everything, <laughs> tiles were laid. We couldn't get a hold of Two him. Two weeks later? So we're trying to find this uh, new tile setters now over there. And I like I flew back at this point to try to calm down the clients <laughs> and everything. I'm like, I don't know what happened. This guy just walked in in the middle of our meeting one day. He's like, sorry, I had to get my kid. And then uh, we had some some emergency things at home. I'm like, dude, answer your, your phone. I said, pack your shit and go. Just get out of here. <laughs> That's kind of the way you deal with in Florida. But yeah. when you think about the fact that you had to fly down there, yeah. like not like I'll jump in my truck, I'll be over in <laughs> no. North York in like two minutes. You know, I had. But to so there's a lot of those kinds of p- trades out there. It's, it's nonsense. But yeah. again, you're also trying to find the guys who are top in their field, <laughs> yep. who say what, do what they're going to do. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Walk the walk, talk the talk. So the the whole thing with mitigating, running mitigating risk. The whole thing with running. Um, jobs in, in in the u.s is you have to be able to do it efficiently it's going to cost the client more money number one because we need to physically be there yeah so if they want to buy a house for four million dollars and do a two to three million dollar renovation on it or tear down and build they will happily pay five hundred thousand to a million more to somebody who's structured and has a brand than they will to yahoos that are locals that they don't know that disappear for two but that's weeks. the number one problem with whenever i speak to americans they can't find those contractors because it's those yahoos that are all yahoos there. well i'm a member of a couple of different facebook groups and right. like when you listen to the guys talking in florida and some of those states it's like it's there's so no bad. cohesive <clears throat> continuity everyone's against everyone yeah it is a nightmare so it's, it's a nightmare they need steady supervision on the on the positive side How's the quality of the work from the trades that you guys are getting, that you are finding? If, if you're on top of them, you can guarantee quality to your client. Okay. If you're not on top of them, they'll just still run So there's free. passionate <laughs> trades down there. Yeah. And, yeah. and they, they really respect the craft and everything. 100%. And now, you are you finding trades in any other cities that are um, close enough to those areas that you can bring in and get yeah, down there? Yeah, so Miami's pretty bad for trades. Yeah. Um, why do you... Why? why? Like I, I would say lack of communication. So a lot of them don't speak English. You're speaking Spanish. It's all a lot of Cuban immigrants and stuff. And it's guys that just kind of know handiwork and patch. And because you can't have a real conversation, uh, language barrier-wise, you don't really know exactly what you're getting. So you got to hire people you're that work questions over there that saying, yep, speak yep, their we language. Can do it, we can do it. And they yeah. start doing it like, you cannot do it. Right. Yeah. So language barrier is a big factor. And uh, when you find somebody who's a good supervisor uh, that can handle, like I found a project manager working out of um, uh, Daytona. Okay. It was about four hours up up the bay there. Speak all the languages. can speak, run things from Toronto uh, originally that I can communicate with. If I can get them to run the jobs down the coast for me and coordinate, that'll cost the client a lot less in terms of flights for us to go out there because then... Every week, it's going to be me rotating with games, rotating with Giancarlo. It's, again, that chain of command. If right. you can communicate with all the next people down the line right. to the one who's far away, you don't need to make those so Phil, jumps in So, Phil, again, there's 24 hours in a day, <laughs> seven days in a week, <laughs> 52 weeks in a year, 12 months in a year. Yeah. Like I just like, how are you doing all this, man? Right, right projects, now, I'm just... How many projects do you have going on? 
Right now, there's maybe like 16, 17. It's okay. nothing yeah. like so you last have, year. Yeah, it hasn't been like last year or yeah. the previous year. But even still, as a, as a, a young company, you guys are a young company as a yeah. crew, 16 jobs. That's, that's a, huge. That's a yeah. good amount, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, how are you? Is the phone constantly, emails constantly? Yeah. Everything's just constant, right? It's constant, yeah. Wow. That's It's always like that, and uh, it's, it's tough. I'm not going to lie. I mean... Every day, I just try not to have a heart attack. That's oh. that's rule number one of the day. If it was easy, we'd all do it. You wake right. up, you wake up, and you tell yourself, "Don't have a heart you attack." You gotta today. breathe. You gotta start your breathing at five a.m. Yeah, because yeah. just get ready and then five seconds in, hold it for five, and then breathe it out for yeah. five. Are you not doing the four day work weeks? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, there's Sorry. seven days. <laughs> Somehow we fit eight in with the extra hours. Yeah, that's insane, man. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, because you've got LA, so you got uh, or oh, you got, you got the got time, time difference zones. at yeah. that point. So have you, have you been they, also they, forced they, to go flying to the West Coast? Oh yeah, not not for stupidity like no, that. but just, just for meetings, jobs. consultations, yeah. stuff like that. What are yeah. they four hours behind or three? Three, uh, three, three hours, three, three hours yeah. difference. Yeah, three hours difference. They wake up three hours later than us. Yeah. I mean, are they? Are we still doing the uh, the daylight savings? That's what I think that's until America and Canada gets on the same page. I don't know, or America's on one page. I don't know what the hell is going on yeah. there, but yeah, but I don't know what. Yeah, the, I'm just waiting to see what the iPhone does on that day. <laughs> it's usually automatic. If it doesn't exactly. happen, we'll wake go. up and yeah. it's whatever time. Yeah, exactly. It is. Exactly. As soon as yeah. you land, it just does it automatically, <laughs> so you know. Um, <laughs> Siri, what time is it? Time for you to go to work. Yeah, exactly. So what's uh, what's going to happen next year? Now, what are you anticipating for next year? Uh, in terms of Toronto or U.S.? Well, I guess both of them, right? Both. I'm putting a lot of my focus into the U.S. Um, I hate to say it, but... Are you that nervous about Toronto? I'm not nervous about Toronto. Okay. I'm just kind of bored of it. Okay. Toronto bores me because people have... I, I, I think they lack imagination and, and budget over here. You must have been reading my thoughts, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I agree with you. As And I, I followed you for a long time now. You've, you've always been very creative, and I kind of built my business model on that too, trying to... Thanks, constantly man. innovate and do different things. Very, and it's very narrow-minded here. Very narrow-minded. Yeah. So I don't want any of that. We just want to do this. Well, it's very safe. It's they, safe. People yeah. want to be safe in what's the current trends yeah. right now, and that's boring. It gets boring. Yeah. So, but that's not you. the case in Miami or LA. No, everybody wants to express themselves differently, and they got the funding to do so. Yeah, wow. it's the uniqueness, yeah. like the, not not so much one upsmanship, right? But just more. It's um, yeah, more um, personal to them. Um, yeah, like more. They're not thinking resale value. They got twenty million and they're gonna blow it. Uniqueness. They want to yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. So they're thinking, let's renovate because my life is here. Yeah. And I want to enjoy my life now. Exactly. So I want to be living in enjoyment right now. But I want to be being, my parents. We're being told over here, build what you want to build, but consider it's always consider a for sale. It's always I've always resale. hated that. Yeah. I've always hated that about construction here in Toronto area. Yeah. Like every project I do, I got to be so focused on ROI forced, that yeah. you can't be you can't we, be creative. We like, we like this color. We like that designer comes in. Well, maybe cloud white. Don't yeah. do that because you <laughs> yeah. won't be able to sell it. Don't do that because yeah. you won't be able to yeah. do this. And like, maybe you should be the one that's going to go, not me. Right? Yeah, I don't get there's, it. There's there's zero thinking outside the box here. We're just dealing with drones everywhere we go, and and it just it really gets boring. It's it's survivable. I mean, you can grow doing it. You can. You can make a success of yourself doing it, but I like to do things differently. How so. much bigger is the team here now? Has it grown or you guys stayed the same? We, we've stayed the same. We've grown our admin a little bit. Okay. Like yeah. your home base is Toronto? Yeah. yeah. Now I'm just, I've been putting a lot of focus into the U.S., so I'm trying to, 
grow those two areas, which is very hard to do from here. So how is that? Because I know that there's a lot of rules and regs and all kinds of crap going on that yeah. when you're Canadian, you go stateside and you start building. Some states are like, like Florida is a tough state to work in mm. legally, like perfectly the way you're supposed to legitimately do it. Uh, LA, I think is similar, but then I also hear like Texas is a wild, wild west. Anybody can work in there. Right. Do you need any special visas to be working there? Technically, you need a visa to work, to produce work. Yeah. You don't need a visa to manage. Okay. Oh, okay, really? Smart. So I've been a, I've applied for uh, the, uh, an E two visa for the company now. Okay. So what that allows me to do is to send employees under the company name to supervise people that are other than me. So we can constantly be flagged that heavy duty homes is crossing, but as long as there's an E two visa in place, it's okay. Got it. Nobody's going to get stopped at the but border. But also, too, if you open a subsidiary company in the states with this name. Mm -hmm and you employ so many exactly local, then you get green card or something so it's, it? it's not green card what we're card, doing here or or, or or green cards much harder to get not green card, but you know what i mean like you have residency, residency that's residency. It, right so i'm not even looking for that basically i just want the e2 so if i employ two people of the u.s per office and then create uh, work for sub trades around uh, and keep $100,000 personally invested either into tools or into a property or something into your own money your paperwork now gets put to the top of the pile at, at customs. Oh, I see. At U.S. entry and border and all that stuff. So they process your E2. You're giving them no trouble. They want to make sure you're not going there to drain the welfare system. Yeah. Or oh. take, take, take away a this job. This person's that an invested. This do, person yeah. has money and you're they're planting it. member to society. Exactly. Yeah. And now a lot of our clients in, in Canada are using our realtors in the U.S. to purchase property. I'm doing luxury flips on them. So we're turning a lot of condos into luxury Airbnb rentals for them. So now we're bringing Canadian money into the U.S., so they're even more inclined to let us in yeah, there. So we had a couple tourism. meetings at City Hall in Northport, Florida, for building. These guys are like, you guys are coming from Canada. You have all green lights from us. Like We sat with the Committee of Adjustments and a couple city planners, and uh, they were willing to grant us every, every opening over their locals, local workers. Wow. Here's, here's the they question. Need, they need people to come in. Does it work the other way around? No. Or are we being like Canada's just being stupid? They're not inviting the Americans up here to, to build up here. I, I, I don't think they want to come Nobody here. Nobody wants to come up here. Yeah. That's kind of sad, no? Yeah. They, they know it's better there. Wow. Yeah. Nobody wants to come where it snows. Yeah. Not from a place where it's always sunny. It, it, it snows in New York. And the, the only people <laughs> that, that really enjoy Canada from the U.S., I would say, are the uneducated ones that, that come here for social health care. Yeah. It's true. They talk about the medicine. Meanwhile, I got to give them a story about, you know, how, how terrible it is and yeah, how you get what you pay for and exactly, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, right? And yeah. why more and more Canadians are going private care exactly. for that very reason, right? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so much to learn. Every day is a school day. So how did you pick up all this stuff? Did you just start doing your own R&D or somebody kind of started saying, well, you know, you realize that this, there's this opportunity and then there's this opportunity. And if you start getting in and showing that, you're an established company in Canada and you want to establish in the States and you want to actually bring infrastructure into the States. Right. We want, we, like you'll be open arms. That's, that's exactly how it started. So every time I go away or take a trip personally, vacation, anything, I can't help but look at the architecture and talk to people and notice things. And when you live and breathe the industry, you're just interested and you're yeah. curious about other things. So it got to a point where I was going down to Florida so much because the pandemic had everything closed in the beginning and Florida wasn't. I was just going down there just to enjoy myself. I started making friends, seeing the same people at the restaurants, meeting realtors, talking to builders. And then 
it started to to become a snowball effect. You build a network of people that could use your service. Yeah. And they're like, we really lack uh, good contractors here. We can't find anybody to I've build I've heard these that homes. so many thousands of times. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a matter of they lacked a good contractor. They're lacking supervision. They're lacking management and they're lacking leaders. So if we can take that as a position and then find local people that are willing to do the work and quality work and just stand on top of them, we can make a success over there. Do you have any um, of your guys here? So in terms of your, so you have your, your office, your staff, mm -hmm. do you employ directly any tradesmen or are they all subs? Uh, we do. We do employ so yeah. in-house divisions. Do you have any of your guys from up here going down south or out east? Just, or out west just my admin staff so far. Yeah. None of the tradespeople. Because Anybody they, physically because they doing can't the work. physically exactly. do the work. Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. is strictly a management thing. That's and that's right. I mean, anybody who's a successful builder is a management. They're, so, they're an expert on that. You know, uh, Atlas Kitchens obviously is my, yeah. my main kitchen provider. Frank, yeah. Frank will build me a kitchen and we'll ship it down in a cube truck and then Frank will fly down there and supervise the install. As long as he doesn't do the install. Right. Hire hire a local he installer. Can it. So he produces the product here. Send it. Sends it down, yeah. and then a local installs it. Yeah. So you get like a TC or whatever just installing it down exactly. there, a local person. And then the, our, our GC on site is constantly confirming measurements and if things move or change, and it's a lot of FaceTiming, a lot of calls, a lot of emails back and forth, but we can produce 100% product. Cost-effective for Frank, for Atlas? Is that the idea? Yeah, I mean, you, if, a, You're if the kitchen's it 50K, you budget 60, but the clients over there don't care. They, yeah. they feel good knowing that there's a crew working yeah. on it. They're just happy somebody's there getting it done. and yeah. An extra done. 10 Gs will cover the flights, the trucking, and, and, and the installer over there or whatever, but it's nothing crazy. That's why I mean over the course of the job, if the job's a $2, 3000000 million job, then they're going to spend an extra 200000 300000 400000 500000 overall. At that point. But they can sleep nothing. at night. Yeah. Yeah. They are see you doing the same with other suppliers? Are you are you looking to try to grow the supplier list from Canada over to the stateside? No, you no. can't, right? Cabinetry and millwork is the, is the one big important one. Okay, that we can't really let go of. But everything else over there, they know how to produce their their craft. So they tile supplier, <laughs> but I mean, what's what's the lumber like down there now? Like, I mean, same shit, same bullshit, right? Yeah. Same, same price point, everything's the same. Everything's the same. Is the idea that so you're planning on here in Toronto next year, focusing on divisions and trying to get blocks and. That's going to be the next step as well for Miami and LA. Exactly. Start looking to do the same thing there, right? Start to wean away from uh, more of a customer-based renovation and just kind of sell our own product. We're going to try it. I don't ever want to shy away from customers that call us because that's always where our loyalty belongs. But uh, if we can produce and it's successful to buy blocks and sell blocks, then we're going to do that because it's a lot more manageable. We're not working for people. We're working for ourselves. Yeah. It's very manageable when people don't want to make changes. Well, that's the nice thing is that you got a lot of successful builders that got into the industry and they started that whole route where they took the house to 70, 80%, right. then sold it to somebody and they made the final decisions. And then we didn't have all that headache with clients right. not understanding that first 70, 80% of building. Exactly. And like, get out of the house. We don't need yeah. you here. Come back in when we want to choose colors and choose finals, right? Yeah. Fixtures and things like this that. This is where Toronto's easy. All we got to do is build them safely. Yeah. Finish them all safely. Design. But then, but then you get on the board train. Yeah, exactly. Right. With your guys that are down there that you've got your subs and all that set up, once you've got a good relationship with them, you're reusing the same guys and they're like, like it's moot. You know Pretty I mean? much, yeah. We always stay loyal to the guys that are good. Yeah, get rid of the trash <coughs> and yeah. get the good guys in. Now, in terms of keeping them busy 
like you're keeping them now are they now because they're subs so are you keeping them busy full-time or are they like adding you into their right, workload right now already? it's not full-time over there because we don't have enough oh i got you i still am doing one here one there but all over the place but, but you're communicating with them so you know what time frames fit with what and everyone i tell them it's very important right off the bat that this job becomes a priority from the day you commit to taking it on and and basically price this and budget this accordingly so that you make this a priority. Don't give me like, exactly. don't tell me it's going to be 30 grand and you have trouble getting here. I, I, tell I me it's going it. to be 50 grand and you're going to be on the ball when we need exactly. you. Your bond is your word kind of thing. I price it over there and give them their budget. I say, so you have 65K in three months to get this thing managed and, and complete. Can you do it? Oh my God, that's amazing. Yes, I'll take care of it. Yeah. Because they're used to fighting and pricing and yeah. this and that. But if I tell them right they up the bat, I'll be there, transparent. Yeah. What's in the budget? No problem. Your lifts will come at each milestone that you complete. It's like we say, like we're not like stop racing to the bottom. Right. Race to the top. Right. But you're you're going into a market that is so used to the cowboys yeah. and not organized, and you're organized coming into the market. Yeah. So it's a godsend at that point it's, where they look at it and go, Yeah, I want to work with you now. Yeah. Because that makes a lot of sense. Now you're guaranteeing me that 65 is going to cover this management fee. And all of a sudden, you got to get the scope done. Right. Here's the time. Here's the schedule. And we're giving you everything. You're, right. You actually already planned all that stuff. Yep. Now go to town and just build it. And, and they, they it. don't want to let us down because they want more of that. Of yeah. course. They you, want another you, project. You get it done. You get that. The next thing you know, they're talking to their friends. And yeah. they're like, hey, you know, Phil just did the Hartmans. Maybe yeah. you should come over here and look at our, you know. Exactly. Yeah. That's smart. Wow. Everybody, heavydutyhomes.com. Heavy at Heavy Duty Homes. Awesome. It's everything on the same website. It's on, it's on the, like, uh, the Miami or the LA. Anybody from the States can Yeah, they out. can get links from all the websites. Wow. Everything's there. Yep, all together. So heavy at heavydutyhomes.com. And on IG, it's Heavy Duty Homes, Inc. Gentlemen, OBC Talk Deflection. How much do we know about deflection? What do you got? What is the allowable deflection? So deflection is, t uh, is defined as the bending or the sag caused by loading. Allowable deflection is generally expressed as a fraction of the span in inches. All structural members will deflect or flex under load. I personally do not agree with the allowable deflections. I think uh, the last one I read was 10 mils over 16 feet. So I've got... I was going to say quarter. Point zero, point, oh, sorry, 0. Is 0.8. This is an imperial. Yeah. So I know, I know. This is North America, man. Also, the Americans listening. 0. Yeah. 0.8 inches of deflection over eight feet over Zero eight feet point. so that's three quarters of an inch that's insane that's Zero. the allowable obc three quarters over that, that doesn't sound right so that point yeah 0. 0.8 inches no yeah. no no. that's not right you're right you're totally right no 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 i made a mistake over 96 inches Okay, so that, that's like an eighth. Sorry, that's an eighth of an inch. Yeah, that's an eighth. eighth is, that's yeah. an, eighth an eighth of an inch. An eighth Sorry. is point one two five. Over eight <laughs> feet. What did you say? You said... Uh, ten, 10 mils over 16 feet. So 10 mil is half an inch. Right. No, 10, 10 mils mil. is three-eighths? Uh, ten, ten it's in between three-eighths three yeah. and half. It's okay. in the middle of that, yeah. right? So call it three-eighths of an inch over... 16 feet. So basically this yeah, is... Yeah, the same. It's yeah. almost the same yeah. thing. Yeah. It's almost the same, yeah. Uh, that's on mid-span of Joyce. So how much deflection in a floor is acceptable? So uh, there's the rule that you can none. actually... Sorry? None. No, I know none. <laughs> uh, what is the acceptable deflection for a floor that will be tiled? Traditionally, the acceptable minimum requirement for floor rigidity is L over 360. 
So basically what you're doing is you're getting the length and you're dividing it by 360. 360 and that gives you the amount of deflection that you're going to get based on that. So there's different deflections for tile substrates different or live loads and flo load um, dead loads. I have seen the math on this. Oh, I know. Mike Holmes did it. What? It's called the bounce test. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And yeah. it was him. Mike, Mike who? I don't know. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. H-O-L-M-E-S. <laughs> so where is the maximum deflection for cantilever beams? The maximum <laughs> deflection will occur when the load is located at the free end of the beam. So if you've got a cantilever beam, it's no longer in the center now. It's no. at the point end sticking out, right? Yeah. Uh, why is it excessive deflection? Or sorry, why is the excessive deflection of a floor beam not acceptable? Excess acceptable. Sorry, excessive deflection may create problems for floor or roof drainage. Excessive deflection. We've seen roofs where it has the bellies and yeah. in between rafters uh, may lead to crack in plaster or which is uplift or ceilings and may damage the material attached to or supported by the beam. There may cause undesirable twisting and distortion of connecting and connect connections and connecting materials. So basically, it goes right back to structure. I would Changing. say the exact same thing. One eighth over eight feet. Yeah, one eighth over eight is our acceptable OBC, which I for I, cantilever. I think it's too much. I personally, I don't think there should be any. There shouldn't be. I think yeah. it should be zero. Uh, to, well, to be fair, we had a project where uh, they allowed a, a a client to open up a wall, but this they had two by eight framing. How so old's the house? It was uh, maybe a '60s build in Etobicoke. Okay, they wanted to take out a major load bearing wall, kind of open up the kitchen, and everything. So I could get a six-inch uh, W8 I-beam yeah, in there. Because they steal, right? Yeah. Which was underrated. But when we welded a three-quarter-inch plate on top of it, because the next beam would have caused them to strap all their eight-foot ceilings down an inch and a half. Yeah, yeah. To avoid that, they allowed us to weld a plate on. But it, it hit that deflection rating of about 10, 11 mils over that span. So that weld that they did, was that a continuous weld or just like it a, in it sections? A, it was a spot weld every six inches all around the plate. Gotcha. So it brought the deflection rating to from 22 mils down to 11 or 12 mils over the 18 or 19 foot I-beam. Yeah. You so see, I, I do a lot of that. Well, I, I have done a lot of that where you're getting rid of right. like LVLs, 12 inch, all this nonsense, the, uh, the, the, the glue lambs. Yeah. And sticking in like W-beams, H-beams. Exactly. Just to get. And then you got to pack it with LVLs on yeah. the sides. Yeah. But and through both those. And yeah. In, in that situation, I can kind of understand a deflection tolerance because it's almost impossible to eliminate it without dropping the ceilings too low or putting a post where it shouldn't be Yeah, kind of ruining the, so if they want a design a certain way, they have to, they have to understand there's going to be a little bit of movement in that ceiling above. Yeah. So there's the a lot of risk and that's yeah. where you start getting into the whole over engineering now because every homeowner is asking for all the walls to be gone on the main floor. Right. Which those walls actually contribute to structure and Absolutely. avoiding racking and the house actually shifting. So mm -hmm. it's And they only ever think about the beam upstairs, they never think about the point loads going down, getting into no, the basement I know. And having to excavate so get your footings in like right. it's it's nice, but you got to understand something. So at that point, maybe what you do is you actually rip the roof off and you start raising it up and you don't go two by eights. There and you, you go. go to proper W and you go 11 and 7 eights high joists. And exactly. now you, you minimize deflection at that point. There you go. But then that starts to cost. Now we're, now we're into the U.S. budget. Yeah, yeah, that's basically <laughs> what it well is. Knock yeah. it down and start from fresh. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So any plans with, I mean, heavy duty, does it make sense to go out to Vancouver or is it's not? I've had one request for a build out there. That's it. Okay. I have never been there myself. I have they no spend idea. a lot of money out there. Yeah. They, I, I've heard. I've only heard. I have to educate myself on Vancouver. 
It's a different kind. Of, you're building a lot more from Mother Nature. It's I got wet. a bad taste in my mouth from Canada in general right now. Wet. So. It's just wet. It just doesn't excite I don't think me. you're the only one out of the 38 <laughs> million here. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. So anywhere anywhere else in the States you're looking at? Texas. Texas, eh? Yeah. You know what? I've got a good friend that she's always dropping me a line, sends me a text, and she's in Austin, and she's begging for me to go down there and help her build and do things and all this other yeah. stuff. And I was like, I don't know anybody. She goes, I just need you to come down. Wait, manage I trust toast. you. And, and uh, they're in their own world in terms of manufacturing oh, and yeah. pricing. Oh, 100%. They're half of everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? The amount of infrastructure that they have there yeah. is insane. It's crazy. But again, they can't get enough good tradespeople yeah. there. Things are affordable, and now they lack they lack uh, professions and, and everything. So, so what two hurdles are you seeing? Is there a difference really between Florida and California? Is seeing like, like that, California that, is obviously yeah, higher because really they, bad. Cause That's what I was going to ask. Really Everything in Toronto kind of takes from what California does. So yeah, because they're really pushing the environmental, getting just everything right. as, as California as implements first. Local, Toronto yeah. follows suit, or Ontario, I should yeah. say, follows suit. Really? Yeah. yeah. So their their taxation rates are, are astronomical. Um, to do a job there and to leave, they take 65 percent of your profit by the time it's done. I almost have to run everything through the Florida site. What about permits and stuff? Like it's uh, is it? It's it's a little bit worse. Like than more Toronto. hoops, like yeah. more yeah. Especially if you're building in the hills. Now are you also dealing with uh, um, like quake zones and you're dealing with all that. Everything goes through storm, earthquake readings. It's it's very different from here in terms of the the front loading of the job before something gets produced. What about when it comes to building with like insulation? Like are they is it the same? No, it's not as much, right? Just concrete. Yeah, it's they, all. they spec concrete. Yeah. yeah. No insulation. Well, they're not because that those parts they don't need it. It's not required. Right. And if it was, then they'd actually be doing the reverse. Right. Right, so the vapor barrier would be on the outside versus the inside. You, it's just you can do around. all you can do all single pane commercial glass and concrete, and you're rated for insulation as long they they care more about the structure points. Yeah, just from a from a, yeah. from a falling down and, perspective. and air filtration. They don't even do heat loss heat loss calculations. They don't do <laughs> no. So they but the, actually, they, the, the better but it, the more it is the better probably. Right? Is yeah. it still for, yeah. it's still forced there though, or it, are you doing radiant? It's forced there. It's forced there. They they just don't care. But it's more air conditioning than it is. It's all AC. It's it's, it's there's no heating. They never. Sure. Cali will run the heat here and there, but everybody pretty much runs air conditioning twenty four seven. Wow. Even during hurricane time in in Miami, it's still a hot wind. It's still hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Now, wow. when you say like concrete, so is, is there a lot of wood timber framing going on? Not much, no. No, so it's, it's, all, it's a Caribbean mindset. It's like, they're built like commercial. Yeah. Oh, okay. Even all the resi too, eh? Yeah, you do you do wood for like uh, certain points and, and structure and, and design elements and stuff like oh, that, okay. but it all needs to be fire treated, uh, fire sprayed, and yeah. then uh, everything else is, is metal stud and concrete. All of our exterior walls are concrete, and then we just kind of face the side with stucco and stuff like that because it needs to be able to withstand a car being thrown at it. Crazy. <clears throat> Because that never happens, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're building, if you're building anywhere near streets or like uh, coastal builds, they require you to to build your window jams with a track, a track imprint, so they can screw uh, window protectors against it. Okay, I was yeah for like when they board it up and yeah. stuff. So like here we set our windows with a brick mold. You have to actually build a concrete blockout for them to lag roller systems in. So what kind of so. Because the air, the hot air coming off the ocean, that's a that's a salty air. Yeah. What kind of corrosion does that pre present on a lot of those buildings? I, I think it's, I haven't been around long enough to see it yet, but from what I've been talking with, with the guys, they just have to wash their stucco. 
Okay. Literally just it's a power the concrete. Wash. Yeah. I mean, it's just the way it's designed. But that's not yeah. something that's coming up in terms of a spec. It's, it's not rotting. No, it's, it's, no. it's concrete. It's, it's the yeah. old European way of building things and then the Caribbean way of well, building things. Well, it's goofy as it right? sounds. So I had a client, he had a, did all the windows in his place. And after like five years, all the screens on the back of the house for the patio door, all the, everything was literally, uh, we couldn't get the pins out because. Because on on, on a vinyl window up. with uh, with an aluminium screen, yeah. the pins are. It's, it's, I, I it, can maybe see that down in the keys, like Key but West. What it was was so they, they salt the four hundred series highways. So the salty mist coming off those highways, yeah. blowing onto his house over time, the salt reacted with the aluminum in the window frame. Oh, wow, yeah, I can see that, and it yeah. corroded and locked. I was like Jesus. Yeah. So I just think about houses that are on coastal. Yeah, you know, like you you ever been a cruise. And mid never, <laughs> but like mid cruise, you'll Don't always see to. like all the people that work on the ships. They're always going over and they're just covering all the rust and new white, yeah. whatever color the ship is. They're painting it all the time, constantly just, cleaning it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you have to. So, Phil, I want to go back, and, and you can share as much as you want regarding the tax. It's still profitable for you to do this, even though and anything we do in California, I have to run it through through the state of Florida because of that. Yeah, just California is just nastiness with the ta yeah. their taxes. Wait, right? What, what do you mean? What do you mean? You got to run it through? Florida. So the the accounting everything gets billed through the Florida site. Oh, so your so your offices are in Florida. Yeah. And as far as they're concerned, you're doing all the, the addresses job in work. California. Right. But you're all it's like having an LLC based in. E even though we have like a, a WeWork center like this in, yeah. in LA, nothing gets billed to that. Gotcha. None of the bills go there. Everything goes to Florida, and then the accountant has to just make sure that I don't go to jail. Yeah. So makes that's sense. that's it. I see. I see. Because then if if you make 300 grand on a job, you're going to go home with maybe 90 of it. Yeah. By the time they're done ripping you off. That's well, California. That's California. Well, it's like yeah. being a Canadian resident, wherever you make your, you can, you can be a resident of Canada. You can have a business in Germany, New Zealand. doesn't matter where your businesses are. Yeah. Providing you're a residential Canadian citizen, wherever you make your money, the government wants its share of all your income yeah and that's why the wealthy no, do no, not have their saying, money but, going but then, to canada but then you have <laughs> it's going to bermuda but right? then in, in which has what a zero percent tax but like in, if you're a resident of ireland like you too yeah if you're a resident of ireland and your business resides in canada then great they don't care but if your business is in ireland you make money in ireland they want of course their, of course you know what i mean so it's just it's kind of something but it's no exactly. different than like this is still applicable to construction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I just said, just the most most of construction doesn't Have you realize visited that it's Antigua, applicable. Turks right. and Caicos, I hear they're lovely. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That It's not illegal. It's just they're being clever about how to do it. That's yeah. all it is, right? You have, to, you have to constantly play in the back road. Because if you made it completely the way the system was designed to be made. You'd never make any money. Exactly. Yeah, the system's designed to benefit the government. That's 100% yeah, right? true. They always have to have their mouths and hands open. So, so what kind of interesting builds are you are you guys doing in Miami and LA? Like, what kind of Mi Miami? There's uh, two commercial spots. Uh, one's a barber shop, and the other one's an ice cream shop. Nice um, gelato or just regular American ice cream? American ice cream shop. Uh, ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> nothing, nothing crazy, nothing fun. Um, I like gelato, man. It's uh, all been condo renovations and stuff like that right now. But like, you're getting your feet wet, which is really right. cool, right? I don't really want to post all the small stuff we're doing because I don't want to get tagged to that market. Yes. So while we're working on only the big stuff, when we land those big stuff, and then they ask, can it not be posted? Can you keep a non-disclosure? I can picture, yeah. That kind of hurts yeah, too. Yeah, I know, but I can but picture yeah. the clientele being that way. Yeah, 
if if a designer wants to get their name out, it's kind of hard if they have a client that says no, don't post any of my stuff. You got to be respectful to the client. That's just to. bottom line, right? Yeah. You're either gonna get paid or you're not. So. Until they get divorced, and then they're probably angry, and they go <laughs> post as much as you want. I don't care. She yeah. took it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Leave me alone. Exactly. I know, but no. What I like is that you're there and you're actually getting your feet wet. Yeah. And you're learning the ropes, so to speak. You got to start small. Yeah. Until uh, because you know a big project is coming, you you can't fuck something up on a large scale. No, small scale, you, you got to be ready it. for it. Yeah, at that point. Yeah, then it becomes a road trip down there, right? Right, that's what it becomes, <laughs> and then it's just pure fun. That's all it is. It's right? a lot of fun, and the, the problem with Miami and, and Los Angeles is very easy to spend whatever you make. Mm. So while, while you're down there and Mojitos? you're not living there, <laughs> you feel like you're on vacation. Yeah, I know. So you go to the nice restaurants, you drink the nice drinks, you go to the nice clubs and stuff, and then you realize... You come home and go to pay your <laughs> bills, eight, and I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What the fuck did I do? So are there all the other local builders doing that too as well? No, they don't care. They, they just don't, go home. They, they just got go their home. families there. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, to for them me, it, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm here office. alone. What am I going to do tonight? Oh, there's a sick steakhouse down there. <laughs> thousand bucks later. I go, Oh, that's too much, man. Yeah. That's too much. All right, guys, a little bit of Green Book talk. Mm -hmm. What are the three principal regulations under OSHA, our Green Book? Three principal regulations. The right to know about health and safety matters. Mm -hmm. The right to participate in decisions that could affect their health and safety. And the right to refuse work that could affect their health and safety and that of others. What is the main purpose of the OSHA or our Green Book? The act known as the Occupational Health and Safety Act, which came in in 1993. Act 85 consists of 50 sections approved by Parliament. The purpose of the act is to provide for the health and safety of people at work or in connection with the use of plant and machinery. I'm going to now list the 50. No, I'm not. <laughs> That's the extent of Green Book, man. Well, there's 50 sections. I didn't know that there was 50 sections, man. We have them on our sites. Do I read them? No. <laughs> they're there as long as they're posted. But, I mean, I, I can imagine reading all 50 of them yeah. and trying to figure out that's crazy. what's covered well, or how it's covered. What's or the verbiage? And is it something yeah, all that? And, someone sat, yeah, and I'm pretty sure someone that's not in construction sat down and figured all that out. Yeah. 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 That's the sad part. I mean, yeah. they, they probably could have taken a little bit of. You know, spoken to people in the industry? Yeah. Maybe. We don't yeah. know, but. That's true. That was a little bit of Green Book talk. Uh, what else you want to share there, Phil? What else is going on? How's everybody? How's the whole team? Everybody's good. Yeah. Um, how are you finding people? Like, how do you, how do you, um, how do you go about getting, like, finding local guys, whether it's here or down there in those places? It's all word of mouth, uh, pretty much. So you step onto other job sites sometimes and just, uh, you have to go into other builds and ask guys if they're taking on more work. Uh, either it's a GC or it's a trade you see working somewhere uh, and you have to call designers and architects and ask for trades out of the blue. Like it's yeah. starting from scratch. But again. Once you find one or two solid guys, they solid guys people. usually know solid guys. They know people like, so. you know, I got to I got to ask you something, Phil. Um, a lot of these guys earlier on in the show when we were talking about you were saying that a lot of guys were getting shafted by the final build there. Yeah. Have some of these guys been approaching you going, listen, I want to be a part of that heavy duty banner. Yeah. Yeah, because yep. I could see that happening. Some guys just, just don't want to deal with the business anymore, and they want to throw the tools down and come work come work for us full-time and uh, lead a division or, or something like that. The problem is is everyone wants to make 150 grand now. Everyone wants a salary. A truck. They want a vehicle. And a they truck. want a phone. And, An electric truck. And, and when, it, come, when it comes time to production, yeah, 
doesn't really add up. So speaking of which, where's the Cybertruck? Where, where it should be, <laughs> in 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 its design concept. So Who's why are that? all these kids? I, I'm assuming they're kids. Why are they asking for so much money? I don't know. What's the? Uh, I, I don't know where it came. What's from? the age of the guys you got working for you? It's all between twenty five and forty. Yeah, it's a young, young outfit, man. man. It's yeah, a young it outfit. So you're getting approached by young, yeah, right, young and then guys, they yeah. want to be a part of this because I see it, and they're going to listen to this. And right. unfortunately, I'm sorry, Phil, but they're probably going to reach out to you yeah, because it's of okay. this, it's right? Okay. And then they're going to want to talk to you. But they, I guess they have to have realistic expectations. Yeah. 150k yeah. in a truck is not realistic expectations. If, if you were to follow like union rates for most of these trades, it's between 70 and 90k a year. Yeah, that's in line. That's okay. in line. Yeah. yeah, and most guys that are on their own and produce a good product don't want to work union rate. They want a lot more which it's understandable if they produce a better product than what a lot of the union guys produce. The difference is, is they're working every day. Whereas if you bring them on as a super or a lead division member, they're not on the tools every day. Yeah. So it's kind of a wash. You gotta, you gotta take a hit financially, but eventually save your body and, and stress. So but if you can find a guy that can do that, produce and yeah. put forth, I mean, we do. And, and unfortunately they're not locals and they're not yeah. from here. A lot of them are like Mexican or something like that. And, yeah, they'll come here. They'll be ready to work. They'll take a, a regular paycheck and they'll they'll kill themselves because they've come from much worse yeah. living standards and all that. Yeah, it's kind of like what happened with the Italian and Portuguese when they came here in the 40s, 50s and 60s. Yeah. They were the only ones willing to work and build for next to nothing. And when I say and next to nothing, it, was, all had it was next to nothing. That they, all had, they all had kids and now nobody wants to. Yeah, there was, was sense for a brick. There was no it question. Was they had to work. per hour. Yeah, yeah. It was insane. Yeah, it was. A, they had a skill and they had to build a life. But there they didn't no, have the distractions we have too. Right. You know, there was no this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you, you had your version of this, whatever it was. But um, yeah, but somebody is feeding them that mindset. I'm worth 150K. Right. But I'm seeing it now, like I'm seeing guys who are, like I'm, f I'm 49, he's 50. How old are you? 34. Like, I mean, you're like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> like for that split second there, you went back in time and looked at what you were doing at 34 and you're going, oh shit, somebody give me a gun. I mean, you know, I mean, I was, I was doing what I'm doing now. Just, I was just doing it in less pain. You know, I was but why not try to figure out, okay, I don't understand these 150 guys but what i'm seeing now is just like what i see is like guys that are like in their late 20s early 30s and they're giving up on they've been working in pick your field whatever the i see i years. see i see electricians i see plumbers i see guys that are invested into a trade yeah who are just saying fuck it but I'm i done. bet you any money those same guys they're also thinking about something on the side it's no different than you you started heavy duty with a certain mindset you built it you got it to that point you have the crew and now you're taking another risk and right. then another risk no different hvac but, but and the top three can always do that but we're getting pumped with like go and live your passion this and that and i'm seeing guys who are electricians who are plumbers who are i saw a plumber who went it's like golf pro Gave up that to be, I mean, make it a Listen, lot less. Everybody money. Again, leaves. It's, everybody leaves. It's following. It's following go, your yeah. passion, I guess, because I mean, me personally, I've got mouths to feed. There are people that depend on me. So for me, leaving, it's not. That's that option's not at this party, right? You know, and if it's it, not about leaving, you're pivoting. Yeah, piv yeah, that's all you're doing is that you've you've built your model, and you're going. Listen, hang on a sec. This model, I could apply it here. No, but what that's I'm what seeing is done. I'm saying with the social media, with everything that's being like fed down of what we're hearing is too many guys because they're not getting what they want. So now that's why we, well, that's why we don't so, have the interest. Okay, in the so trade. here's the, here's the problem. It's right? the expiration date on that getting what you want. 
Well, because it has to be now. They, exactly. It's not worth. It's not and, putting and in every, the ten twenty. Phil, everything that you head. worked on, it, it did it happen overnight? No, fuck no. Nothing ever happens oh. overnight. Maybe a bad decision with certain people, whatever. But it takes time, and I think that a lot of these guys are reaching out. You correct me if I'm wrong. Do you see that they want to be with heavy duty for a long time, or do you see that they want to be with heavy duty for a year or two and make that one fifty k and then get the fuck out of Dodge? It, it looks like they want to be around for the long haul. So they see the value of being associated right. with you guys, so they can learn and build and maybe stay with you, Absolutely. or possibly open up a different. So like Phil, I'll go to Texas. I'll do the Texas one, or right. if there's another city, that's that, what they want. They want to expand. That's the opportunity. And go yeah. The thing is, you start them at one fifty. Next year they want two. The year after they want two. And then go 151 out of a guy. Go 150 00091 or something like that, right? But you're seeing guys that want to come on and they want to they they want to work, they want to come on and be part of your team. And you hear guys like you know, I know Jim said it, I know a few other builders have said like that they want their guys to learn and go forth and then be their own guy. But then the problem we're facing now is so many people are trying to do that, but now there's no guys for anyone else. So like there's no guys. Right. You need guys. I need guys. We all need people. I mean, just even Philip and You Burgers. know what? It's really simple. It's like, Phil, if you said to your crew, we're going to go to Miami and L.A., mm-hmm. and all of a sudden <clears throat> the second thought out of your head is we're building a 10,000-square-foot house in each place, everybody's shitting bricks at that point. Right. But if you go, we're going to Miami and L.A., we're going to start with this small condo, simple place, and a storefront. That's it. Mm-hmm. Now everyone's confident. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. This other generation is coming in. I want to build a 10,000 square foot house first. Yeah, let me do I, that. I tell all the young, don't become a builder right away. You got to basically make your mistakes on the smaller projects. You got to take your licks. Because man. you yeah. will take those licks. It yeah. will happen. The last thing you want to do is take a massive lick yeah. on a 10,000 square foot. No, yeah. it'll, it'll nobody, bury knows, you. nobody knows how to buy an old wartime house or an old home and just go live in it. Right. It's all got to be gutted. I need the modern kitchen. I need... I need a $50,000 kitchen. I need right. a heated freaking, you know what I mean? 100%. Okay, they can't just go into something that's dated that needs a bit of paint yeah. and go, well, we can live here for like five But I mean, years. it's still a, like the dues have to be paid. Yeah. But that's just it. Everything we're being fed now is no. No, but that's what I'm saying is that the younger oh, yeah. generation coming into trades, they don't feel the dues need to be paid. Nobody's right? telling them no. It's, it's, Nobody, it's, we are. it's generation yeah. wealth and everybody's so fucking entitled. The problem is, is, is they see everything on Instagram, what everybody's doing, and they want to get there now. Yeah. So they don't care who they have to step on or what they got to do to get there. They're gonna, they're gonna do a bad job. They're just, uh, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I can't deal with it anymore. Young people piss me off every day. Like I think I've only ever had one new truck. <laughs> Phil, you're 34 years old, man. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I came, I came from, I was always trained and and kind of working with older guys. So yeah. I developed a very old school work ethic. And even from a kid going and to work, probably with my, a thick skin. Oh no, I watched my dad. My <laughs> yeah. dad was a barber and the hairdresser. He owned a bunch of salons. I used to watch him six, seven days a week. Well, open. He the kept store. the back of your head low so you he know? could smack it and hit exactly. skin, not hair. So <laughs> hey, the ethic that I was raised on. From your generation exactly. is not here anymore yeah, and guys my age are coming in and like starting at 9 10 in the morning i go what the what? Fuck are you doing really yeah. showing up to a job site at 10 a.m and then asking for whatever per square foot or however much salary and you want to go home at four 
the fuck out of the shop. There's people actually exist like this. They're yeah. actually showing up like that. And, I mean, and I, it's all I, it's all young guys. It's twenty five to thirty five. Like I may show up at nine, ten, or eleven on some jobs, but trust me, we're there until eight, nine, ten at night working. But Ooh. you before then were getting a bunch of material ready, picking up stuff, well, getting yeah. all ready. So I'm not even talking not about sh- any I'm of not that. Yeah. From home to the site, I'm not that, showing up at ten he, o'clock. Exactly. Yeah, I was at home and I was like. Like, yes, You're doing that as now. a contractor, as a tradesperson. You should have been ready the night before. Yes, yeah. you know what I mean? prepping it. You got your job site ready. You yeah. shouldn't be getting there yeah. at 10 a.m. Yeah. It's so you crazy. just send them home at that time? Just get out of my shop. Yeah. That's it. You got no yeah. problem saying that. Don't even go to the site. I love it. And that's yeah. another T-shirt. Get out of my shop. Yeah. That's all it is on the back. Get out of my shop because that's the only <laughs> thing he's going to see as I walk away from him. Get out of my shop. It's on the back. You're of my telling shirt. him get out of my shop. And, and, he's and, the, and the attitude is like I'm doing you a favor. You need that installed. Yeah, his, you need uh, that. His, yeah. his T-shirt says "Fuck you, pay me." <laughs> <laughs> It's honestly nobody does any due diligence anymore. Nobody's respectful. The work ethic's gone. Yeah, they're just money hungry and and they're not passionate. So about how do their we craft. feed the industry? How do we? Uh, it needs to. It needs to crash. Yeah. So when you're gone, say so when he's tank. gone, when we're, that's what it has to happen. The industry to needs to crash. Everybody needs. Everybody needs to suffer for yeah. a while, and they got to go back and be able to work for pennies, do yeah. shit work, and get paid fuck all for it. And it needs to rise up again. Uh, that's what needs God, to happen. I, I think that's that's the case. Like it, it, yeah. the people need to be punished because they haven't felt pain yet. No, they need to. They need don't need a recession. You almost need a freaking depression. They haven't had the Just, shovels thrown at their heads and yeah. shit when they do something <laughs> wrong. Yeah, they need a knock on the back of the door and going. Oh, by the yeah. way, food today. I'm sorry, that's not on the table. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uber Eats can't make it. Oh, yeah. they all need a nice fade on the back there so then we can all smack them and just yeah. skin to skin. That's like all they, it is. We need, we not so much we need, but they nobody's gone through any rough times. Yeah. It's been nothing but good times. My first uh, construction job in 2006 or 2003, 2004, I was working for a landscaping company. They told me we leave the shop at 7.30 a.m. I go, okay, no problem. I got to the shop at 7.25. They were all gone. Yeah. So if... He told me the next day, if we leave the shop at 7.30, what time do you think you need to be there at? Seven. I go, okay. So <laughs> yeah. you learn real well, you quick. You learn quick. Very quick. You learn quick. I mean, what is it? That you've said it. Other people have said it. If you're, fifth, if you're, if you're, if you're 10 if minutes. You're, if you're on time, you're, you're late. late. Yeah. If you're early, yeah. you're on time. Yeah. Exactly. So they constantly used to get you to use your head, and now it's like everybody's just coddling everybody and scared they're going to lose their workers. Yeah. You can't, you got When did the power shift? You got to talk to them a certain way. If something happens and you're just about to come in there and just like, just balls to the wall, go, what the fuck, Mikey? You got to come in there and go, we need to have a discussion yeah. about what's going on. <laughs> I really need you to understand the importance of what's happening here. Yeah. Oh, okay, boss. I'm sorry. Thank you. And yeah. walk away and go punch a wall and commit some crime. And but everybody at heavy duty like that, the guy. Right? Like that's your mission. That's how it is. So you're oh, yeah. on the crew. You're part of this team. This is the company. This is what we're about. Yeah. Anybody new comes in, they know it. Yeah, they call me right away or project management. And this guy's not on site yet. And this is going on and find out. And then yeah. they don't answer their phones or something. It's just That's the dumbest. I mean, I respect George from DGR always talking about that. He goes, just answer the yeah. phone. Yeah, answer the phone. Just answer I the phone. I tell my guys, like, I don't care what. I Tell me you're in a drunken stupor. I don't care. Tell me the truth. Give just me the give answer. Give me something. Yeah. 
Like, just don't lie to me. I don't care. If you tell me that I'll respect you more for being honest. That's what we're lacking these days is a stand-up people. It's like, yeah, boss, I just slept in. I didn't feel like coming. I'm a piece of shit. I was like, cool. I'll see you tomorrow. That's great. Yeah. But if you give me some excuse that your grandma died and your dog was licking your nuts all night, I don't, I'm not going to believe it. <laughs> I'm out of peanut so. butter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Phil, is there something that you haven't built now? Because I'm thinking that you're making this move. You're probably going to get an opportunity to build things that you haven't had a chance to build here in Toronto. Castle. Yeah, a well, castle. <laughs> no, I haven't built any full full concrete uh, homes or anything in the hills in LA. So that's that's kind of what I'm most excited about. That would be actually pretty cool. Man. They build everything on uh, cantilevered piles. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Have you had any like? Honestly, celeb- I'm, I'm really intimidated by it. Celebrity customers? No, no, no. Well, uh, we had one one consultation with a player from Miami Heat, but never went through. But LA, that's the only one that I'm like I don't have confidence in is yeah. the hills. Being building in the hills, because it's a different. You got you gotta have as much as you're building to engineer spec and you're counting on locals and stuff. Like if you don't like know it through, yeah. it's kind of hard a hard thing to take on in price. Yeah. So that's something that when I get, but when you're doing that over there and you have engineers, you're using engineers. In I, I would need to be there hundred percent of but the time. Still yeah. though, it's like oh, it's, yeah. it's a yeah, it's different. It's different, like hugely different. You'd want to be there every day. Yeah. It's kind of hard to do that. That's a challenge right there. Yeah. So that's that's probably one of the biggest things, and that's where the most money is because those people building in the hills are spending $20, 30000000 million on a home. It's yeah. just on the foundation. Yeah. The foundation literally is becoming the most expensive part of that structure. And then the road you're working on is, is eight feet wide and two cars have to travel. Where are you going to put your machines in shoring? And the grade of that road. And nothing can fall on moving traffic or the houses on the 10 this 10 it's, levels it's, prior. That's like, a ser- like if you want to <laughs> get into that, you better seriously get into oh, that. Oh, I've driven my cars like extensively through Grand Theft Auto hills, and I've seen the Hollywood hills. hills? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, buddy. It's, it's, it's intimidating <laughs> yeah. to build on. And then I guess Miami, the other intimidation factor would be the hurricane weather. It's just at that point. Even right? that's just concrete spec and, that's and all typical. It is. Yeah. 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 But wow. over there is very different. LA. So when you say they're building with single pane windows, like how thick is that glass? Honestly, just three eighths commercial glass. Oh, that's it. Eh? Yeah, not even an operator. Maybe one operator at the bottom. Hmm. Yeah. Well, they don't open their windows. Well, because it's hot. But so they're, why let that they're hot massive there, windows too, right. aren't they? Yeah, it's all big floor like to ceiling. ceiling. Floor to tempered. ceiling. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. No operation. Wow. Yeah. You're um, craning those babies in, huh? Yeah. So with your, like, what's your end goal here? Like, are you looking to scale down your operations in Canada nope. and scale up up those? Or is this still your meat and potatoes I, I want to keep this consistent, if not grow it. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, you're still going to be building spec key. houses here as well, too, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Right, get that ball growing. Did, you, uh, did I see you? I think I saw one of your trucks up in Collingwood in, uh, this year. Did I not? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. At the Home Depot there. Yeah, yeah, possibly. I pulled in one day going, I think I know those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they were on the, they were on the, you guys were on the show before, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's no, but you've got a few. I mean, how many how many pickup trucks you got now? Uh, there's 13. Oh, with vans and stuff, yeah. Yeah, it was a truck. Van as you saw pickup. Yeah, there's nine pickups. I wanted to walking in there, looking around, going, but I don't know who I'm looking for, so I'll just go about my day. Yeah. <laughs> just for the guy who's wearing a heavy duty swag shirt or yeah. Yeah, hoodie or something yeah. like that's that. It. That's what he's going to be wearing. That's it. All right, Phil. I mean, it's been really fucking cool oh, to see you again, bro. Shirt. Oh, that's, uh, what's a, little, a special one? I want to see what you it. guys are doing is awesome. That's a little sampler of our uh, tees down there. It's kind of like a oh. Miami Vice version. As there's no glass block. Yeah. Oh, look at that, man. Yeah. That's absolutely wicked, dude. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. 
I totally fucked. Thanks so much, man. I'm Tried to make sure. a shirt. The shirt's a vibe. <laughs> I'm, waiting for, I'm waiting for tubs to show up. For you you want to start? You want to crack open a Corona when you put that on? What's what's? Yeah, yeah I know. I'm seeing mojitos right now. That's <laughs> what I'm seeing, man. So what's the LA one going to be? It's not going to be that much different. No, it's, it's going to be uh, kind of Grand Theft Auto-ish uh, with the Hollywood sign. Nice. In the Hollywood sign, I think I'm going to put heavy duty homes in the hills. <laughs> Here, I want to. I want to do the twelve questions again with you, man. Okay. Thanks yeah, so much for being on the show, dude. I really appreciate you taking Thanks the time for to come me. out here, man. All right, we're ready for this. Absolutely. What is your favorite construction word? Uh, holy fuck! <laughs> That's got to be it. I say that way, way too many times in a day. What is your least favorite construction word? Can't be done. What turns you on in construction? Finished products. What turns you off in construction? Changes. Yeah, I don't want to. Oh, <laughs> fuck, I hate it, man. I hate the Bowie builds. Yeah. You know yeah. the Bowie builds? <laughs> changes. <laughs> what is your favorite curse word or phrase? Um, favorite curse word. That's a good one. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> what is your favorite vehicle? Oh, now that that has to be opened up now that you've been to Miami and L.A. Yeah, yeah. That's favorite vehicle? The electric Not construction cover. vehicle. <laughs> Anything in the world? Um, I love the Range Rover SVR. What is your least favorite vehicle? Honda. Anything Honda? <laughs> Anything Honda? <laughs> yeah, I can't. What construction sound or noise do you love? Framing nailers. That's been that's been a favorite one lately. Yeah, which I totally agree with. What construction sound or noise do you hate? Concrete chipping. Yeah, Pearson. What yeah. profession other than your own would you like to attempt in those uh, twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week, fifty-two weeks a year? Like, holy cow, buddy. Uh. The SBR. I'd love to be a professional boxer. A professional boxer. Yeah. If I have um, to pick is anything, is this job else. not punishing you enough? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, actually, that'd be kind of cool, eh? Yeah. Boxing events with clients. You yeah. want to change? We had we had <laughs> you that idea. Change, really? Really? We had that idea. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the job, you can you can keep your last payment if you can beat me in a fight. We'll do a little <laughs> little client and heavy duty boxing match. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'd, I'd love to see that, man. I'd yeah. pay the pay-per-view for that one. <laughs> what profession would you not like to do? Um, porta potty cleaning. Yeah, that's a tough that's one. It's a reoccurring theme. Tough one. <laughs> uh, last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates, Phil? Things are about to get heavier up here. Ah, nice. That's amazing, man. Phil, thank you so much for being on the show thank again. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Triple awesome. W heavydutyhomes.com. Email him at heavy at heavydutyhomes.com. And on IG, it is Heavy Duty Homes Inc. You got any last questions you want to no, ask? I'm, just, I'm in awe of this. It's this, respectful, man. With like, the success and the scope and the expansion, it's just like, oh. Thank you. I appreciate amazing. it, man. Not easy, but I mean, we all try to get somewhere. Oh, that's just, it's fabulous. I love that. Yeah. That's Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Makes me want to be part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Call them up. Send them an email. Uh, excuse me. I was on the show there with you and I was just wanting to talk to you about something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come by the shop. We'll do some sprouts. Oh, I'd love to do come by, man. my voice. <laughs> <laughs> we are out of here. Thanks, Phil, so much, man. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys.